You're listening to Morning Meditation with Reverend Tashi Campbell. possible that we have lost the meaning of Pentecost? Just two days ago, Sunday, June 9, the church's liturgical calendar recognized that day as Pentecost. It is interesting, I think, that the day came and went, and unless you are part of a nominal church organization that follows that calendar, you may not have known. Easter, and Christmas, we celebrate and blow the trumpet in celebration or commemoration. But Pentecost, what's that about? Is Pentecost even worth the recognition today? Is Pentecost really worth the recognition today? By the way, did you know that the Pentecost of Acts chapter 2 was not the first Pentecost? Have you ever wondered why there were so many people gathered in one place? Pentecost was a regular Old Testament festival actually. You may or may not recall that the festival of Passover was the first to be celebrated in the Jewish year. Jesus, the Lamb of God, was sacrificed on the same day that all Jewish people were sacrificing their lambs in memory of the first Passover. Interestingly enough, the Jews for 1,500 years, right up to the events of Acts chapter 2, were celebrating the Feast of Pentecost 50 days after Passover. So in Acts chapter 2, when people from different nations and of different languages gathered, it was for this reason. They came to celebrate the Old Testament Pentecost, which was 50 days after Jesus had been sacrificed. So Pentecost was not new, but what made this particular pentecost so special in acts chapter 2 it became significant in the life of the church and in christianity because the holy spirit came and just like that history as we know it shifted into a new 
dispensation. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. Utterly amazed, they asked, Aren't all these who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it? that each of us hears them in our native language. Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans, and Arabs. We hear them. We hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own language, in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? This is the word of the Lord. We honor it by saying, thanks be to God. That's Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through to 12. Now, what is significant to me about Pentecost as I reflect on its significance today? Because sometimes when we read these passages, in particular Acts chapter 2, sometimes people, Christians in particular, will think that they can recreate and have that same experience at that time. And it may not be likely that we will be able to recreate the specific details of that event because that's exactly what it was, an event in history. And so it serves as information for us and we can gather principles from it. We can learn something about God from it. We can learn something about God's people from it. We can learn something about our own lives and how we should relate as people of God and persons who may be seeking this God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of Paul. Now, when we look at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, 
we see that there was the miracle of Pentecost. And that miracle was that when the Holy Spirit came, they all spoke in different tongues, different languages. And everyone, even though they were from a different place, a different nation, a different language, they all heard what was being said in their own language. That was a miracle. Then there was a message of Pentecost. If you continue to read that chapter, you'll realize that Peter stood up among them and he addressed the crowd and began to preach to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. But even in the midst of that, Pentecost really spoke about the coming of the Holy Spirit. It also signified the beginning of the church which became a fellowship of unity, support, power, and witness. The church began that day because as the Spirit came, empowered the believers, Peter preached, then the Bible says that about 300 were added to their number. That th Sorry, not 300, 3,000 was added to their number that day. And you can read that for yourself. So the church today does not quite look like that first church, but we can be confident that the foundation of the church is Jesus Christ, our rock. We can be confident that the church is being kept alive by his Holy Spirit. And we can be confident that the church is carrying out her mandate by the power of God. So what is Pentecost for me? Pentecost reminds me that through faith in Jesus Christ and prayer and waiting expectantly, I can be empowered by the Holy Spirit for works of service. With the Holy Spirit's empowerment, my life will bear fruit and I will be taken care of because that's how God did in that time when he came by his Spirit at Pentecost. Amen? What does Pentecost mean to you? Let us pray. Like the rushing of a mighty wind, Holy Spirit, come and fill our hearts again. Fill us, Lord, until we are overflowing with your love, with your peace, with your grace, with your message, Lord God, to preach to this dark, dying world. We give you thanks, mighty God, in the name of Jesus Christ for your word. And we thank you for that day of Pentecost when you chose to manifest yourself in tongues of fire when you chose to manifest yourself by empowering your people to get the church started and even though the church has come under severe persecution and so many have tried to discredit the accounts of the scriptures all have failed because you are god your word is true and there is nothing that can stop your work your words remain true and you are a faithful God from age to age. And because of that fact, I am confident of my faith in Jesus Christ. That I will stand, I will win, I will be victorious. And I will see you 
when you decide to call me home. I pray for those persons, mighty God, who do not have the confidence of your salvation, of your assurance, the confidence of eternal life with you, that you will minister to their hearts. And I pray, God, that they will surrender to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Can you say amen? Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm.